Rainbows and Unicorns by Suprapig. If you started your own business, you will know how hard it really is. Having formed Leasing Plus in 2018, nothing could have prepared me for the challenges I would face and for the down days. Adam and Harrison not only provide lots of really useful information, but also help you focus on the positives, wins, and reassure you that you are not a snowflake. Start at episode one and consume away. Firstly, guys, before we get into today's episode, I just want to say thank you for those of you that are taking the time to leave reviews. There's two things for me and Harry. It motivates us because we know that you guys are listening and you're enjoying the show. Secondly, it allows more people to find the Startup Diary podcast because the more reviews we get, the more downloads we get, the higher we move up the business rankings. We hit spot 22 again. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to beat Gary V right now. We spot 18. We've been spot 19. He was spot 18 the other day. I, I'm just looking forward to screenshotting that. Don't give, pull a face. I'm still not finished talking. I was going to say Tim Ferriss should watch his back as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, just want to say thank you for that. If you haven't done it, head over to your podcast app of choice, preferably on iTunes, because that's where the majority of people discover the show. Leave us that five-star review and tell us about yourself and why you listen. So, we have an interesting one today. Episode 253 of the Startup Diary podcast. And right now, it's going to be... A bit of a conversation between myself and Harrison because things are changing internally here at Expert Trades and we are currently going through a process of hiring new people into the business. Now, right now, I think it's super important that I, as founder CEO of the company, we're a 10-person team, we'll be 13 people by the end of Jan. I think it's super important that every single person goes through me still. But when there's, I want to use air quotes for this, when there's departments starting the business or when Harry's role as the example going in today, he currently wears two hats and he's taken one of those hats off and given it to someone else. Harry has had a new responsibility. Like you've, I've, I've asked you to basically do a job specification, post it, get the inbound inquiries and then do the first interview. So I just wanted to talk to you fairly openly because we haven't done this yet off the back of this is how have you found that whole process, Harry? What, what's happened? And let's just keep it real. Because I think people right now, the thing that we take away is hiring's really hard. And if I start talking about it, I'll start talking about it from where I am now compared mm-hmm. to when I tried to hire people three years ago. And I know that it was terrible three years ago. And I'm not saying it's terrible for you now, but I want to sort of tap into that. like Because f- this is like your first hire. Do you want to go into the, the role that we're hiring and why before we, before we get into it? We are, we are hiring for... Customer success role. Mm-hmm. So essentially, um, that's not just like the support side of things, but basically, so 30% of my time is dealing with support, but really what that role should be is is a full-time position where not only are you dealing with support and helping people that are struggling, but you should be creating education pieces. You should be creating um, an understanding how people use the platform and then figuring out ways to help them go from point A to point Z and be professional and profitable using our platform without having to ask any questions, essentially. Like the support side of things should be a lot less because they should have all their answers and we should be giving out plenty of education pieces or just maybe even something as simple as making the messaging that we send out crystal clear. Because like we might send something out, I'll say, oh, you can do this, but then as soon as someone sees it, it's like, yeah, but 
do I have to pay for that? Is that an optional extra? Like it's just the, this whole world of things when yep. when you're trying to introduce someone to a platform that they don't really know. And I think part of the problem right now is because it's a th- it's not a core role for you, but because you had all the experience with the app and you've helped us with it, mm. you know that better than anyone. So that sort of stuck with you. But the truth of the matter is, is we need your time on other things. Like we need it on create yeah. creating content for expert trades and creating content for clients so yeah and unfortunately it doesn't get um like that side of things doesn't get my full attention and really there should be extra time taken to for something as simple as for example a common question keeps getting asked now the logical thing is to make ensure a support article that people can find and help themselves yep. but that takes more time than me just typing it out each time it comes in so I'm doing a, a process multiple times that shouldn't need to be done yep. because I've not got the time to carve out and just make a nice fully fledged support article for example it's exactly that like we're taking right now it's like you're a firefighter <laughs> like you're always just trying to put out fires yeah. on cause, and that's where it's sort of for me and this isn't why I want to take the show, but this is the differential between a customer service role and a customer mm-hmm. success role. Customer success role for me, when I first heard about it, I was like, that's just a startup. Like, that's like people calling whatever it is, the, the people at Subway, like sandwich artists. That's just like something that companies do to make it sound fancy. <laughs> <laughs> but when I actually started... Some to- of them are no Picasso's, <laughs> I'm telling you. I've seen the sorry states of some of them sandwiches. Is there fucking meatballs in the sub or is it just sauce? Um... When I first heard about customer success, I just thought it was a fancy word for customer service. Mm. But it turns out customer service should actually go down over time if you've got someone that's good at customer success because they're doing the longer term things. They're doing, I keep getting this thing here. So what's the answer? Well, it's just that we need a support article or I actually need to speak to development because this is actually really confusing. Uh, And like that's the proactive nature that someone needs to take success is a is is quite a big role because yeah. it, it it doesn't just cover support but it basically kind of it like part of the role is basically looking into product development basically to understand whether something's being used correctly people even know how to use it and and just so many things like that that there's there's a hell of a lot to actually yep. think about and you you also need to know the ins and outs of the platform and the different for example for us the different services we offer how they integrate and yeah, it's a so where, whereas customer support would just be inbound inquiry comes in. How do exactly. I answer it? Yeah, exactly. So let's get into the meat and bones of this. Um, I I asked you to to sort of do this. What was the first like? Walk me through the process. What did you first struggle with? Because I know it's super hard to do this. Like super hard. Where where was your head at? Like from the very top in terms of like when I asked you to do it, what were you thinking? That nothing. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking I have no idea what I need to put on this thing because then when you look at other people's job descriptions they're always, so let's go they're always like super vague um, just like kind of makes you feel a bit sick but then, yeah. but then <laughs> jumping forward when I, you realize that the reason they sound like that is because as you're trying to explain the role it's unless you start getting into the nitty gritty of exactly what they're going to do, you need to keep it somewhat vague just because otherwise it, you're going to have an essay for a job role. So from that, <clears throat> you you did a piece of research, which was actually, I have no idea how to write a job description. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just go and read other job descriptions, just see what, because I didn't know. I just like, have a look. <laughs> so there's other companies out there mm-hmm. already doing it. Have a look. So you went out, had a look, and you're like, oh, these sound a bit, ugh. 
bit. Yeah. Bleh. Yeah. On, on that, actually, what what I ended up doing is seeing different ways in which people describe these woolly rolls, yep. as it were. Um, so then I just thought, okay, let me just put down. Let me let me make bullet points of what the tasks are. The job role might need to be. Um, and then you, it kind of feeds back into the description itself. It's like, okay, what I'm asking for is to help someone understand the platform. And so it it ended up fleshing itself out once you kind of realize the language that needs to be used, but then obviously making it um, specific to your yep. position that you're, you're um, looking for. It got a bit easier. Um, so then there was a job description. Uh, mm-hmm. And then where did you post that? Let's get into the like the nuts and bolts because a lot of the listeners well, are in the I, UK. I was just told to post it on Indeed and work in startups. Yep. Uh, to you know what I mean, like what? Because it doesn't Indeed aggregate from other. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I asked. Uh, I asked Fordy actually when we were, when he was hiring for for his team. He just came back with like Indeed's the place. It's it's free slash relatively cheap, as in mm. you can boost stuff on there. And I think it does it does act like an aggregator, and it publishes to other platforms on mm. your behalf. Yeah. So we push out to two places. So working startups is where um, that's sort of the background that I had uh, because that's where I first found a couple of highs in the company. Um, so regardless of where I post, I post on there. I'm not actually sure how successful that's been. I think from Forty's perspective, he's he's never had quality through there. Just from this role, from from what I know, there's been probably ten percent. Okay, compared of, the applications. To, of applications compared to how many coming through Indeed. Maybe because people probably don't think to go to workinstarts.com or whatever mm-hmm. the website is, because um, they're probably just googling. Role I've got jobs. a feeling like working startups is very very good for like very dense tech eco- tech ecosystems. Mm. So if you look to London, around the Google Campus area, probably very busy. Mm-hmm. Great way to hire because I actually think it's it's advertising Google Campus as well. And then potentially in Birmingham, but now we're in sunny Tamworth. Like it's probably not the thing that people mm-hmm. automatically go to. Um, so Indeed was good. So then from there, what was the process? You had applications coming in. How did you how did you handle the applications? Um, so we so we actually had an interesting um, situation. So the job title cool it's actually a very didn't realize but a very um what's the best way to describe it's it? the open rate it, it's it will it's the thing that impacts the open rate of an email it's what, the subject line one of an word email. one word can change literally change the who's applying the caliber of people that are yep. applying um yeah so so like we we put manager on just because it was like okay they're just going to be the one that's going to be managing up so it was literally just like customer support manager or something yeah and it customer success manager i think it was uh, and it so it was just like um we just put manager in the title just because i thought okay well, they're just going to head that up so we'll just leave it at that not thinking anything of it but obviously as soon as that's in the title you get no one this is interesting it's the first time i'm hearing you get no one that's applying for it that's anything less than managerial roles. So they're expecting obviously larger salaries, they're expecting to manage teams, they've got loads of experience, like 20, 30 years experience handling teams and things like that. So it's like, okay, so we need to change this because this is, this, they they will head up the the position in the company, but they won't be, they're not going to get what they're expecting basically. But there's a a lesson there for people listening is, I think a lot of people would put the posting up and then get all the CVs in and go, these aren't the people that I need and mm. then sit back and wait for the right person. But I yeah. love the fact that you went, actually, 
there's something in this posting that's making people think something yeah. that this isn't. There's a, there's a mismatch of expectations. So then mm. you just went in. And, is, that, is that all you did? You went Look, in and changed the, yeah, the, it, the role? Yeah, it, it was quite uh, interesting, actually, because I think I think I ended up having... Po- I posted it on a Friday, and things came in in like 24, 48 hours. And so I quickly just looked at who it was and just briefed CV things um, over the weekend. And even now, it's like the, the first two people are looking for super high high roles um there's something wrong with this so changed it to i was like what's a softer way of saying like they're going to be heading up the the division sort of yeah they're not another person in the team they are the team yeah so so we changed it to head yeah Uh, head of customer success same thing exact same thing i can imagine Um, it'll be the same and it was like geez i didn't realize that this and then i'm like okay what's a real so I went. I went back to like the same with the job descriptions. What's a real wishy-washy kind <laughs> of soft way of saying it? Just a position, like like sandwich artist. Um, <laughs> Fucking <somewhere>. so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it. So I went. We went. We've ended up with customer success executive. Because that is literally it's, a term that people throw on the back of yeah, everything. It's literally a fancy. It's a fancy word. For absolutely nothing, basically, like you can't just leave it at customer success role because that just sound, that sounds like super junior and like just if it, it feels seventy five percent complete, it's like yeah, there's a role yeah, here. The, yeah, <laughs> we'll define yeah, it when yeah, you're here. I'll give you a title when I figure it out. Myself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, that seemed to have worked. So we so again, so we I changed it to head. Sorry for, and that was again only for like two days because, and then I realized people were still applying. So I had a, quite a lot of applications during that time. Yep when it was manager and when it was head. I was like, but okay, the wrong people. But the wrong people. Yep. So we scrapped that and changed it to executive. <laughs> then we didn't get an application <laughs> for about five days. Um, don't know why. Are we running any paid media on Indeed? No, not we that should probably not look that at I'm that. aware of. We um, should probably look at that. But then that's what I would do. Well, that's what I was doing previously when I was running for my, the highs I made. Okay. Um, but then we've, we've, since then we've had um, quite a few applicants. Um, the the right point in their careers sort of um it set the expectations basically as as mad as that sounds the job title is a huge deal because obviously from um someone's point of view that's looking for a job if they for just for example i know you've got a history of i know warehouse work or just team member roles um sandwich operatives or whatever um you're not gonna probably even try and apply for something that's got manager in the title because yeah you think, it feels oh, too so much of a stretch so yeah so that's that's a huge deal um so we got applicants and then i felt kind of bad because i'm reading some of these and like someone i'm pretty sure <laughs> so you get the cvs yeah <laughs> and and I am not as you know I've, I've given you a powerpoint before and it looked like i threw up on a text document that's the good me. news is that the data was in there. <laughs> I just had to work out where. <laughs> it's like a C and I picture. Yeah. <laughs> just got to stare at it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so so we had a bunch of applicants, a uh, bunch of different CVs. Sorry. Question: Look, How are you so good at creative, but you can't make a slide look good in a PowerPoint? Because it's not the same thing. Okay, I, I yeah, I'm not going to go into that. But um, I beg to differ. <laughs> But like one one of the CVs I got was obviously someone that's 
not looking for a job because it, it like had their name and then just job titles that they've done with no dates. <laughs> and I even had to download it to just make sure that it wasn't just like, like a, a preview. preview I was looking yeah. at. I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> decline. Um, so yeah. Go so, into that. So uh, using Indeed, you can basically like update the status of people. Did you do the diligence in terms of like, this is not a good fit, decline, decline, decline? Yeah, there's like a... You can inform the candidate that there's no. like accept there's something like yes, maybe reject or whatever it is. Yep. Um and I hovered over that maybe a lot. <laughs> no I'm joking. Um but it was like tentatively may bring you it, in. <laughs> it was like reject, um and then you have What's the initial criteria you were looking for? Like what was what was the initial things in there that was like a no, no because I have some very specific stuff that is an automatic no. What what was your So So I probably don't have anything specific like that, but it's more just I think the role that we're looking for is someone that kind of understands that um, we're still a young company, but there's there's the position they're coming in for is going to be full-time, but they need to own it themselves. So mm -hmm. we need someone that's got a bit of drive, but potentially, well, ha that has experience, is able to speak to customers, has a track record of customer service um, and dealing with happy customers as well as potentially yep. angry customers and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, so experience speaking to customers, um, but not expecting too much out of the role too soon. Yep. Whether that's in the form of like a salary or just kind of what the role is, because even though we're looking for this role, I imagine it's going to be somewhat There's three months fluid. of crafting the exact exactly, yeah. response. Well, to be honest, getting back to Friday's episode, and if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to that. Like this role actually will probably be the first one that when they start, they have a fixed weekly kpi like that's yeah. where we're that's where we're moving this thing to i i have little things like um when i do a job posting and uh and i don't you don't you put like reply <coughs> with your favorite fish or whatever it is <laughs> and it's like the second line in yeah so like when, 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 I, when i when i put the job posting i'll put something like either and this is a hack if you're trying to get a job at expert trade read the damn posting especially if it comes from me so like 50 to 75 percent the way through the the actual job description i'll put something like please include uh, your favorite color in the opening line of your cover letter. Mm. That's about it. I've never done that, but it's something like that yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. for me to go, because then- Have that, you read this? It's literally that. And yeah. then because the thing is, an A, an a player on a CV will get a reject because they haven't read. Mm. And it's my way to just, and 95% of the people get rejected. And it's my way, because what I was doing, I was doing paid ads. So I got a lot of CVs through. So I found that little hack for me was, I want to know they've read the whole thing. I, mean, I want someone that's going to take this seriously. So if they've read the whole thing, they'll be like, oh, okay, cover letter. I am da 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 read. <laughs> and then they'll get into the, like, their cover letter. So and I, I'm a fan of writing cover letters mm. to make it specific to the employer that you're going for, just to show some context compared to just spamming the send CV button on, on jobs. And it stops that person. And that's, that's the person that, it's all about saving time down the funnel. It's, mm. I don't want those people getting into my office for an interview. I'd rather just do the little things up front. That means I can just reject them. That's one of the things I do. I'm going to update the job listing then. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Uh, cool. So what happened? You got the applications in and then you found a couple of people. What was the process when yeah, you got so, a couple of people so through the door? So I've done telephone interviews. Um, what happened on those followed calls? Followed by face-to-face. -face. Uh, the calls basically was just, uh, I don't know, I have a little bit of a chin work. Just kind of understand um, sort of where they are at the moment, current job, uh, why they're looking for a new job, yep. things like that. Um, 
and then if they and that also to kind of explain us as a company and the sort of thing we do to make sure that they're still interested in it yeah. and, and it's what they expect or they thought they were applying for once happy with that that's so important what you in. just said is too many people think of a job interview is like let me see if you're good enough for my mm. company it's both ways it's what you do what do you want out of your career and let me tell you what we do to make sure there's a match because otherwise you're going to get rid of them in three months time maybe because they might perform really well but then they've come in for something they weren't expecting so yeah. eventually they're not going to be happy and it will show it will show its face down the line so people when they listen they need to think about this as this is a two-way thing like you need to mm. make sure it's a good fit for them and a good fit for you not just one way yeah, and then they came in for a bit of a face-to-face, which is, again, just more kind of going through sort of the role in detail. What sort of questions did you ask? Um, I've got them written down somewhere. Um, just like, for example, someone was had not gone back to their previous job after traveling or something. Yep. Um, and it was just like, Why? And it's interesting to see what their perception is of a previous employer. Um, it's interesting to hear what people want in a new job because it would be different to their old job. But at the same time, if you actually think about it, sometimes people want a little bit more. Like I think that people look at our company and when we explain what we do on a day-to-day and how what the office culture is like, oh, we all have a good time, we work hard, yep. it's kind of flexible, we kind of do all sorts of things, we're very busy, and it sounds awesome. But unless you can kind of focus yourself and get shit done, this isn't the you're going to be you. like, yeah. either you're going to be spinning your wheels because you don't know what to do, or it's not going to be what you expected because you did actually still want a job that's quite structured. You want to, you want to just you want to, clock you want in, to come do nine in. to five, do your tasks, go home. Whereas it's certainly not like that at the moment anyway. Like we we have what we need to do and it's probably more than you can do in a day and and just different things like that. So, so I think the biggest thing, one of my biggest challenges is not great at reading people. Okay. So like I can vibe off people and think they're nice, but then I probably don't see beyond their positive attitude. So the, the so process, so yeah, like, the huh. process that we're rolling out more than anything is, so you're doing all the applications, you're bringing them for round one interview. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do is you speak to them round one. So you're sort of filtering through people with the CVs and then you're filtering people again through the phone. And then you filter in people again through the first round. And the goal of the first round is for you to get a feel for them in terms of like culturally, could they be a good fit for the team? You've made them aware of what the role is, um, the dynamic and the culture mm-hmm. here. And then stage two, we were going to set them a project, weren't we? Yeah. So then we're going to set them a project and we're going to pay them for it. I don't expect work for free. So it's sort of like a two to four hour project. And the reason that I wanted to do that was... I want someone smart. <laughs> like yeah. the, the the problem is right now is for the role that you're hiring for, just being good at inbound customer service and being able to deal with angry customers. It's like that, as you said earlier, that will be ten percent of the role mm. because if they do the rest of the role correctly, that stuff that number goes down. And and in a position like that, if you've got a database of answers to common problems that customers might come at you with then anyone can kind of fill in that role because they just consult the handbook and then feedback the answer we don't have a handbook (laughs) we need someone to develop the handbook and then what we need someone to be able to do is to look at the metrics of the business and understand why aren't 
why is someone signing up, collecting two reviews on their profile and not moving forward to number mm. three? Like there's little things like that that someone needs to understand. Someone just needs to be smart. But so, you then can't be over them saying like, I need you to do this test net. I need you to look into that. Can you do, like they need to have a bit of autonomy. some get up and go about them so you're doing the first interview then we're setting them a project and then the goal is at that point you've qualified them and then you sort of hand them into me and say listen I'm really happy with this candidate and then I will then interview them on more a do I think you're a good fit for the overall team Mm. because regardless of how good they are what their CV says and how smart their presentation was we won't hire someone unless we think they can integrate well in the team because that negative person or a bad culture fit will just cause too much damage the balance of you're an A-star player, but I think you're a bit of a shit as a person, like that that thing will never balance out. You just won't get the job. So then you'll bring them into me and then uh, I'll have a coffee with them, nothing formal. They'll present to me and you anyway when they're doing this piece of work. And then uh, and then I'll go and just have a coffee with them and try mm. and understand actually, are you a good culture fit? So where are we in this process right now? There's still a job available. Um, we've got someone that's... We still need to set the project to. Which we're doing today. Um, and I've actually got, I believe, I'll swipe over to my emails, about three applicants waiting for me to... Uh, what's your What's your goal? Cause this is something that I've learned in the last six months. The speed that you reply to applicants, you have to understand something. And this is for everyone listening. Is if someone good lands in your inbox? We had someone that I thought was very good land in my inbox. I read the CV and was like, I called them instantly. Just got your CV. It was like four minutes. Just got your CV. Just wanted to say thank you very much for sending it in. It looks really solid. I'll get in touch with you in the next 24 hours. Mm. Like, because good candidates go fast. So what's your process right now? I know, you've <laughs> got, I know you're not at that level in terms of speed of reply because you've got so much on, but what is your goal? And I want to try and pull that to as quickly as possible. Like, what are you doing right now in terms of how are you dedicating? Because where I'm at right now is what you said earlier is I 100% know is true is right now if someone asks a question you have to give the short term reply because it's quicker than spending the hour on the article Mm. you give the three second answer I see this on a macro scale the same thing is spend the time up front now because it's going to it's going to give you 30% of your Mm. time back like what is your process now to get these people into the funnel just literally replying to them and giving them all um, so I need to know when I'm free yeah but then I'll reply for example I've got three sitting here now I'll reply to them all and give them I'll have like three spots over two three six spots over two days yep. for a telephone interview for them all comment thanks to the application fancy jumping on a phone call with one of these two days and times um, and because I did that in a batch of four last time and only one got back to me so they're like filtering themselves out but maybe it's because I'm not getting back to them quick enough don't know um, but yeah at the moment that's the process and when I've got a second Cool. So what we're going to do off the back of this is we're going to uh, look at the look at Indeed and look mm-hmm. at how we can potentially run some paid ads to speed up this process because we've got two other roles to fill now as well. Mm. So we could probably spend an hour today if you want to actually go through Indeed because I'll post the designer and the marketing manager roles as well. Um, and then between us, we should probably allocate some time every week to say actually when there's interviews in play or we're hiring that one of us need to be in the office. Because like the other day, you were meant to be in the office, but a client thing came mm. up. We can't go to a client that's paying us four figures and say, no, sorry, got to interview someone. Yeah. Like, So we'll, we'll work that. Guys, hopefully this has been interesting for you. I mean, th- for me, this is, for me, selfishly, this has been super interesting just to talk it through in a bit more detail with you. Uh, hiring's really hard, isn't it? Yes, it is. 
The very interview that difficult. I did for you on Tuesday, 50, 75% of the interview, she said, I've never had an interview like this before in my life. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I know all the stock questions and I've got all the stock answers. I went, exactly. Mm. You've got all the stock answers. I have no interest in hearing the stock answers. I'm trying to get into understanding who you are as a person. I was like, relax, let's chat. Harry's going to qualify you for the actual role. I want to understand like who you really are. Because if you're not the person that I see in the interview and it changes four weeks later, I have a very simple rule in life. Hire slow and fire very fast. Did, did you ask what makes them feel uncomfortable? Yes. And then just stared at them. She, she literally had, literally, I was like, listen, this, I said, do me a favor. And people hate this. People, I'm, people hate these sort of questions. And I was like, right now, we have an amazing team. Honesty, transparency is really important. And we ask people to do stuff that makes them feel uncomfortable because they don't know how to do it. They're like, I have no idea. I have no experience. And what I need is people that can come in and say, I don't know, but I'll work it out. So give me an example of when in a job you felt most uncomfortable and what did you do about it? Like that, and she was like, because uh, that's not a stock question. Mm. <laughs> like, and I was like, there's no rush. Let's just, just tell, like, when, what was the first thing that came to your head? And then she got into it. And the answer was, and I'll give you the answer, and this, this is a really ins- interesting insight because when you ask questions like that, people haven't got time to qualify stock stuff. So you get the truth. And, she was, and then she was like, well, one thing that really annoyed me about Carphone Warehouse is someone came into the shop and there were 31 days since they bought the phone and we can't do anything. If it was day 29, we'd have done a straight exchange. Day 31, mm. I felt so bad for that customer. But by the book, I literally say, we can't do anything. You're out of the 30-day. And she was like, that really, really frustrated me. I felt uncomfortable speaking to the customer because it felt like such a stupid rule in the business that I couldn't just apply some common sense and actually, mm. no, no, cool. Uh, let me let me speak to the manager. It's day 31. I'm sure we can do something. Did because she couldn't do that, she got super frustrated with it. And the only thing she could do was try and console the customer. She couldn't do anything about the phone. She could just try and console the customer. And that was like, I was like, okay. Because that gave me a real insight mm. to who she is as a person. She's empathetic. We need people that care about customers. We need people that like want to break the mold from big corporate process. And that's why I came out of the interview with you. And if she listens to this, fantastic. I came out and think, I don't think she interviews well, but there's spots of what she said that might highlight the fact that she might actually be really good. Some people don't interview well, mm. especially when they've prepared, prepared stock answers and then you just throw a curveball and I didn't ask one stock question. So that's an insight for, for, for how it went. So yes, I did ask the question and you do get gems out of it. But it's, I don't expect you to, I, I sent that across to you and I didn't actually yeah, well, you, expect. You said, hey, try this one. Ask them what makes them feel uncomfortable. And like I did, it was one of my notes. I was like, okay. And as I was going through this interview, <laughs> you I, was felt uncomfortable. At, I was looking at this question. I was like, there's no way I can ask this. Like, yeah, cause, cause to be honest. I wouldn't know what to because do. I asked, because on that email, I sent it you in an email. But if you fluff it up the way that I just did, yeah. it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. But obviously it's hard to yeah. As a question, what makes you feel uncomfortable? <laughs> this question. <laughs> <laughs> cool, guys. Hopefully this has been interesting to you. What I'll probably end up doing, because we're going through this hiring stage at the moment between December and Jan, me and Harry will probably jump on the mics and just talk about what we're learning. Uh, I think I think the hiring process is super difficult. I think no one, no one can teach you how to do it right for your company. But hopefully you can take away things, whether you're a solo founder and have no idea no plans on hiring people. I think there's just some great things in this show so far that will help you qualify either potential freelancers that you work with dealing with clients. This is all about trying to dig into what people's real drivers are, people's real motivations, mm-hmm. and then applying that to every element of your business. Harry, anything else from you? No, but if you have any questions, I thought you were going to say, and if you're in Tamworth, you can apply for the role. <laughs> that. that would have been sick. 
if you've got a CV to send or a question, you can send it to questions at startupdiary.club. And if you have a smartphone, which you do because you listen to this likely on the podcast app of your choice, go and download Anchor. We moved across to Anchor and it'll allow you to send a listener question in. You can send a voice message in, you hit a button, it's a 60 second max, send it in, ask us anything you wanna hear or just say hi. Find Startup Diary, send it in. That's one of the core reasons we did it. We wanna hear your voice on the show. And before we leave guys, if you've got this far in the episode and you are on the book of face, go across and search for Startup Diary Club on Facebook. We have built a community on there. We've moved it out of Slack. I actually got an email about, can I join the Slack channel? I went, no, but you can join our Facebook group and explained why. We have moved out of Slack because it just became too hard for me and Harry to get involved and it's one single thread and it was very complex. Great for work, poor for community. That's what we've established. So if you're on Facebook, head across, search for Startup Diary Club. We have 40 members in that community. We have two amazing admins, Shane and Allison. Like go and join, get involved. Simple rule, add value, don't be a dickhead. Get involved. I can't wait to see you in there. Me and Harry are a lot more active. It's facebook.com slash groups slash startup diary club. Oh, did you change that? Nice one. Repeat that again for me. Facebook.com slash groups slash startup diary club. Guys, on that note, we'll see you in there. Have a fantastic week if you're listening to this on Monday. Speak to you soon.